This episode of the Savage Snowflake podcast is brought to you by Boundless Technology. Boundless Technology strives to advance in the cannabis industry by creating innovative products with portability and stealth in mind. Aiming to deliver an affordable, efficient and straightforward experience for the consumer, Boundless offers an alternative to the traditional joint or water pipe. Enjoy the taste, smells and effects of cannabis at lower vaporization temperatures with Boundless Technology products. Use coupon code SAVAGE for 10% off all Boundless Technology products at bndlstech.com. Follow Boundless on all social media at bndlstech. And if you want to show your support for the podcast, head to patreon.com forward slash savage snowflake to donate as little as $1 a month. All right, savages, let's get to it. Savage. What's going on, savages? Welcome to another episode of the Savage Snowflake podcast with me, Jeff. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm sick. I'm a little sick. I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit ill, <coughs> you can hear I've got the cough, it's a real man flu thing, it's not even like a, it's not even like a real sickness, I just woke up, my throat the last couple of days has been on fire, I went today, I did the most LA thing I've ever done today, and I went and got one of those uh, immunity boosting shots, where they're basically just a, some little, a little lady gets a needle and just fucking, she uh, it says Acme on the side of the of the of the needle, and she just just fucking stabs you like a pincushion in your ass, and um, pumps you full of like I don't know vitamin B twelve I guess vitamin B twelve and, and and various other things vitamin C and some some other shit. I should probably have checked really the list of ingredients prior to letting this random woman who has no medical training whatsoever just. I don't know why I like it to have such a, a playful um, sound. I wish, I mean, maybe it should sound like that and make it more of an exciting experience. Fuck it, if you're paying 55 bucks for a... That's what you want it to sound like. Anyway, so I'm running a little bit, a bit low energy, but I knew I had to come on for the savages and drop you some love. Drop a little, little bit of the humours. Um, we've still been doing two episodes every week. It feels good. Lots of stuff to talk about today. And I know that you guys have been missing the solo episodes. Like, you like when I talk to you directly. Just me, to you, in your earbox, just letting you know what's going on with the world. Um, thank you very much to everyone, by the way, who's been supporting the podcast so far. We, we, I, I did a, a little stats thing the other day, which you can do through, um, through, the, uh, through the, the, the hosting site that I use to put the podcast out, the RSS feed. And you can see how many people were listening over the world and like unique listeners. And we got like thousands and thousands of unique listeners. There's, I think there's about eight and a half thousand people across America listening in various places. We've got people in Canada. We've got loads of people in England, like a couple of thousand in England. We've got people in Sweden, Germany, Australia. I don't know why I said Australia with a French accent. Um, but yeah, it's spreading around the world. And I just wanted to say thank you. I thought I should start this episode by saying thank you for the listening, for listening to me. God, maybe this this sickness of my throat makes my voice sound real. So sensual. Yeah, thank you for the listening. 
They're listening to me. Elvis used to do that. Like, I, don't get me wrong. I know Elvis is a legend. I know Elvis is like a legendary musician. He's a musician, a singer, an entity, a performer, an entertainer, and just all around, just a showman. He was, he was, he was the, he, he was the original Gaga. I know that he's got a beautiful voice, but he used to, if you listen to some recordings, I'm just saying some recordings, there's a little part of me that feels like, could have done that. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Like, it's a little bit just going, yeah, it's good, but could have done that. Could have done it. Could have done it. <laughs> could have done it. Hold on, hold little it's just all of that. It's just... Could have done it. <laughs> Could have done it. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if that's true. Fuck it. Karaoke. Me, you, let's go. Fight to the death. Karaoke songs. Oh, I'm ill. Ugh, I'm ill and clearly the lunacy of illness has hit me where I think I have the voice... Of Elvis. No, I do not. I do not have the voice of Elvis. Anyway. Where have I been? What have I been doing? I mean, we've done some amazing episodes recently. And I've been really excited about it. Some really fucking funny episodes. The last couple, Bronson and Jenny Zagrina. Those two are really good. I really like Jenny. She's so funny. And we had a really good debate. And it was nice having a big debate with a lady about the genders. I enjoyed that. Bronson, what a big, fucking, hairy, beautiful bastard he is. God, I imagine getting fucked by him is just like... I've never been touched by an older relative. <laughs> and I don't want to be, and I hope that no one else has. But, uh... I feel like when I hug him, I feel like it's a, like a big uncle. Big uncle just being like, yeah... Papa Brownson got some love for you. Papa Brownson got some sugar for his little nephew. His nephew? His nephew. That's how he says it. He's so creepy, he says nephew weird. He's got some sugar. Got a little sugar and spice for his nephew. You're like, no, not today, Uncle Brownson. Come here, Jeffy. It's gone dark way too early. Way too early. We're only seven minutes in, Leech. So, yeah, I've been um, doing lots of episodes with lots of wonderful people. I also, I've been traveling about a bit. That's what I want to talk about, was the fact that I've been all over the place. I did more Vegas trips a few weeks ago before I dived into a whole load of interview episodes. Um, Vegas is fun. It's fun, but it's also the most depressing place in the world. Like, it's fun for me going there as an employed comedian now. Because I go, all right, hotel's taken care of. You've got the drive down there. I listen to a huge amount of podcasts on the way down there. I'm listening to the guys that, you know, I'm always ranting and raving about these guys lately. I feel like a bit of a fucking fanboy now, which is a bit embarrassing. But, I mean, they're, they're very talented people. But I listen to a lot of Delir and Theo Vaughn, Brian Callum, Brendan Schaub. These guys, I like the, I like the unit. So I've been listening to a lot of that. On the five hours it takes me to drive down there in my little 2001 Toyota Corolla. Ladies. 2001 Toyota Corolla. Ladies. Hi, ladies. 
I don't know if you know, but your boy drives a 2001 Toyota Corolla. Sexy as fuck. How do you, how do you, how do you even overlook the affections and attentions of a man that drives a 2001 Toyota Corolla? You can't. <laughs> it's like a natural human reaction when you see, oh, when you see the wheels, when you see that, that blocky body, oh, when you see the square angular bodywork and the faded navy blue paint. Oh, the scuffed hubcaps. Mmm, is the tread on those tires worn down? Yeah, it is. Oh, ladies, are you getting wet? Or is that just an oil leak from the engine? <laughs> so, right down there, I listen to podcasts. It's funny, whenever I go down to, uh, to, to Vegas, I feel like you do things in Vegas that you would never do anywhere else. I noticed this time, right? <laughs> Wait, first of all, my buddy, there's a buddy of mine, right? Let's call him, let's call him Jordan, right? Because his name is Jordan. <laughs> and he tells me that a weird thing he does in hotels when he goes away on any kind of a trip. And he used to travel a lot for work, like a lot, a lot, a lot. And go to a lot, a lot, a lot. He travels a lot, a lot, a lot. How much do you travel to? A lot, a lot, a lot. When he's traveling, a lot, a lot, a lot. He goes down to the hotels and he said that he did this thing where he would jerk off in the hotel room. Just it's like an ownership thing. That's okay. That's normal. Jerking off in a hotel room. A lot of people do that. It's a very lonely pace. You've got to have a little jerk off. But if you're not going to go there with a partner or you're not, you know, hiring prostitutes or picking up chicks every night, then you, you're going to jerk off. So me and Jordan, we jerky, jerky, jerk. But Jordan, when he comes, he likes to come on the, sh on the inside of the curtains. You heard me right. You heard me right, people. When he jerks his beautiful ding dilly dang dong, he likes to go up to the curtains. He's about to come and turn him around. So he's got that inside bit. You know that like white, there's like the white film. You've got the, the pattern side. And then on the inside, there's like a second like white mesh, kind of thin mesh white thing that's normally just to take out a bit of the harshness of the sun, but not knock out the sunlight. Shut up, phone. But he likes to fucking jerk his ding-dong. And then when he's about to come, ha, ba, 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 ha, he does it on the inside of the curtain. Blah, 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 and leaves it. What kind of a fucking animal? <laughs> what kind of an animal goes, I mean, it's seedy enough that I'm in a hotel room on my own about to jerk off, stood, start bullet naked, standing i'm not even laying down i'm not on my back with a fucking my f cell phone crammed up near my face that's mm, yeah japanese milf fucks mafia boss like it's not even weird enough that you're doing that it's not weird enough you're self-pleasuring yourself at two in the afternoon after a after sitting in the hot tub and some hot chick and her boyfriend were kissing for the last 20 minutes in front of you and you couldn't help but get a semi-boner and you had to kind of excuse yourself from the hot tub and wrap a towel around and make your way straight up to your room and then you're like blah, blah, let me just fucking blah, 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 blah. it's not enough that that's weird enough it's not that's not enough then you go 
Where am I gonna come? Now most men, we use, that's what the belly button's for. If you're laying on your back, every man will know what I'm talking about. Women, you might not, and that's okay. That's okay. But a lot, 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 a lot of the men listen to this podcast will know exactly what I'm talking about. You lay on your back, you get your porn up, you jerky, jerky, jerk, and when you're about to come, boom, belly button, cum receptacle. That's what you should rename it. It's just a cum receptacle. The cum receptacle, aka the belly button, it is the source of all nutrition and life when you're a baby in the womb. Mama's feeding you through that fucking, you know, through that amniotic fluid. It's coming straight through that fucking tube. Connected to your belly. And that was the source of your life. And now it makes sense that it's gone full circle. Like the song. You come. And when you come, you jizz into your own belly button. Because it holds it. It maintains. It contains... The liquid element, the semen, the ejaculate, the semen, it all, point being, it's there for a reason, okay, <coughs> that's not most men, but Jordan's like, nah, 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 I'm gonna get up, <laughs> walk to the curtains, and just burge on the ins- inside, I mean, at least there's no stains to see, but that's what he said it was, he said it was about doing something you never do at home, that you would never do, it's an ownership thing, it's like, fuck this hotel, fuck this hotel, Ha! take that curtains, and he said like, you know, I don't want to make mess for the poor, poor cleaners, you know, they're on minimum wage probably, they don't want to have to clean jizz off the curtains, but if it's on the inside, they never know, that's what got him off. He said it was even more of a turn-on for him. That's weird as fuck, dude. That's weird as fuck. I mean, I've heard, like, like I even, even at 34 in this day and age, I find coming on a woman's face weird as fuck. Honestly. Like, when you're a young man, a young, young man, if you've been watching pornography, if you've looked at porno mags, then of course there's a little part of you go, well, I mean, I guess it's like the holy grail to come on a woman's face, right? That's like, whoa, real, real sluts, love it on the face. Sure, you've got to try it a few times. You've got to try it a few times. However, as an adult male, you don't want to do that for a number of reasons. One, it's not polite. Like, I'm a polite individual these days. I used to be a little bit of an arsehole sometimes when I was a younger man. When I was in my 20s, bit of a dick. Bit of a dick. You know? But now as an adult, why would I want to do that to a woman? It's just not, I really like you and I'm really enjoying this sex. Take that. (laughs) Like, it's so fucking mean-spirited. That's number one. Not to mention number two, I'm a grown man. After I come and have had sex with a chick, I want to give her a little cuddle and have a little kiss. There's some intimacy there. I'm a nice, I got some emotional connections to women I fuck these days, for the most part. You know? I don't want to be like, let me just, oh wait, I was going to give you a kiss. Oh, whoa, whoa, I mean, um, you seem to have my jizz all over your face. Oh, God, ah. Oh. Ellie, I'm sorry, I, I would kiss you, but normally I'd give you a kiss now and be quite romantic, but I seem to have fucking glazed you like a donut. 
It's so fucking gross, man. And then that's the third bit is that actually, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't own you. I can't, I can't do, I can't just, ah, it's like an ownership thing. I painted your face. Look at me. I ruined something beautiful. It's like, it's like being Brad Pitt in fucking Fight Club. I just wanted to ruin something beautiful. I just wanted to ruin something beautiful. I just wanted to ruin something beautiful. No! Bradamus Pitamus. Stop it. If you're jizzing on your girlfriend's face, guess what? Yo, if you're a girl listening to this podcast and your guy regularly comes on your face when he comes, guess what? Get a new boyfriend. Get a new... But fuck me. Fuck me instead. Hit me up. Send some pictures. If I'm into it, fuck me instead because guess what? No way. No way will I disrespect you that much by cu- unless you ask me. That's the only way it works out, right? That's the only way it's okay is if a girl goes, oh my God, I just want to do something really dirty. I just want to do something really dirty. Just come on my face. Yeah, show me. Let me taste that. Come, put it all over my face. If you ask for it, sure. I'm a, <laughs> like I said, I'm a polite guy. I'm not going to disrespect your wishes. But otherwise, if that's where you choose to come, dudes, Fucking hell, man. Like, how much do you hate your girl? Like, how much do you how much do you hate your girl to just I really love you, babe. Just sounds like a fucking like a mogwai turning into a gremlin after eating some chicken legs after midnight. Hey baby, I really uh, I really, really love you and um I wanna show you how much I love you by just <laughs> your dick starts shaking <laughs> your dick starts shaking like a fucking mogwai turning into a gremlin <laughs> just fucking goes green turns green little teeth at your little pee hole just little little teeth on the urethra pee hole <laughs> i really love you babe <laughs> thanks babe <laughs> But I realise Jordan's not alone in the weird shit he does in hotels. And and actually, I think we all do some weird shit in hotels we'd never do anywhere else. Right? Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing I, I do at home. Whenever I shave my beard, right? Trim my beard down. Of course, I clean up all the little tiny hairs. Beard hairs. Boom, 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 boom. When I'm at the hotel and I trim my beard, I give it the, the most rudimentary little wash. Just swirl a tiny bit of water. Oh shit, there's loads of hair in there. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? This is not my home. Someone's going to come and rinse the sink properly for me later. If I put the old, you know, please do my room sign. Like, who gives a fuck? But here's like, here's where it gets like next level. I have an, I designate an arse towel. An anus towel. An asshole towel. There's an arse towel. When you go into a hotel room, <coughs> first thing I love to do when I first get in there is like have a shower or jerk off. Like, you know, mark your territory. Just go, this is mine now. I've jerked off in here. I've cleaned myself in here. As soon as I've eaten something, that's the holy trinity. Jerked off, cleaned, slept and eaten. The holy quad, quad, the holy, the holy square, the holy square, 
of like, I own this place. This is now my space. Sleep, slept here, washed here, eaten here, jerked off here. Not necessarily in that order. Probably the other way around, actually. Jerked off, showered, eaten, slept. Yeah, that, that works. But here's the thing that I do there. I come, when I come in, the first thing I love to come in, I get myself an ass towel. Because they're not my fucking towels. And you're asking, like, well, what's an ass towel? How does the ass towel work, Jeff? How do you do it? It's pretty simple. One of those face towels in, stacked up in your bathroom, you have all those smaller towels. One of them, I like to just soak that shit in really warm water. And when I'm done wiping my anus, like after using the restroom, I like to take the towel and give it a really nice hot, warm water, squeeze it right out, mm, mm, and then just wipe my ass with a warm face towel, a warm watered face towel. It's like one of those moist towelettes you can get. You know, the, the Cottonelle flushable wipes that's what I've got in my bathroom, but I love it. You just fucking wet a towel and it's so like, it's such a fuck you to the hotel because you know like, oh yeah, like it's, that, someone's gonna use it on their face. Now don't get me wrong, it's gonna be washed before then. It's gonna be bleached out. They're gonna wash it. They, towels are never that soft in hotels unless you're real high end. And unfortunately, Daddy Savage hasn't quite hit that place yet. <laughs> but I love it. I love it. Just an ass towel. And I'll keep that shit folded up. Change it every day though. Change it every day, but I keep it on the side. I'll use that ass towel every time I use a toilet. Oh, I love it. Ass towel. Mm. Oh, it's so nice. It's like another, it's like a next level of cleaning. And I would never do that here. I would never have an ass towel here, just sitting on the side of my thing. People do. People in their houses do have towels, especially ladies. Because if ladies want to give themselves a little lady wash, if you've got a bidet in your home, if you're, if you're wealthy enough to have a bidet, a bidet, 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 that's like a rave bidet. If you've got a bidet in your house, a bidet, I don't know how you say it, Bidet. Bidet. It's French. Ah, bidet. Ah, ah qu'est-ce que c'est un bidet? Ah, ah, c'est très bon. C'est très mal, le bidet. If you've got a bidet in your house, a bidet, a fucking bidet, bidet. If you've got one of those, and you're a lady, I guarantee you got a fucking pussy washing towel. Guaranteed. Guarantee it. How do I know? Childhood. Childhood. We had a bidet. The girls in the family, they had, a, they had a towel. They each had a towel that was for them. I can only assume it was a little towel to keep the fucking undercarriage sweet. You know? But if you've got bidet, there's a reason to have it. Ladies will always have a pussy towel. Gents, you might even have an ass-drying towel if you've got a bidet. 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 But you don't have that in normal life. People don't have that shit in normal life. When I go to a hotel... Ass towel, designated, boom. And now, don't get me wrong, you're thinking, that's gross. What about when that poor lady comes up to clean the bathroom? I'm not a fucking monster. When I'm done with the ass towel, before I'm going to put that please do my room sign on the outside of the door, I wrap the ass towel up in another towel. I wrap it up. So she's just picking up the body towel. She's going, all right, there you go, that's your body towel. She's throwing that in the fucking thing. You know, in the cart. So she never has to you know, put hand to fecal matter ass towel. It's a win-win. Well, she doesn't know won't hurt her. 
God forbid, she might have to end up steaming the curtains one day. Guess what she's going to find then? Jordan jizz everywhere. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what would you be more upset about? Finding some, like, crustified, strange, white, crunchy on the inside of the curtains. Or finding a slightly damp towel on the inside of another towel. What are you going to be more upset about? Be honest. Arse towel. Try it if you haven't already. I bet, I guarantee there's a shit ton of you. Let me know, babies. Oh, what? Wow. Let me know, savages. I just said let me know, babies. That's really fucking weird, man. I think listening to other people's podcasts might be affecting me. Those of you who don't know, Chris D'Elia calls his listeners babies. Mine are savages. And I literally just said babies. Wow. I can't now say that word without thinking of his shit. This is a bit weird. <clears throat> I think Jesus was trying to kill me on the way to Vegas. If you've ever driven from Los Angeles to Vegas, there's a stretch of the freeway, the highway, right? Where there's these signs. And each one has a little message on it, blah, 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 blah. And they don't really explain themselves at first. You know, that's, that's how organized religion gets you. They like, they like sweep you into a, a place of, oh, confusion and questioning. And they try to pose questions or statements that speak to your, your state of mind, your, your personality, your, the place you're at in life. And then at the end, bam, they hit you with a little religion. So you're kind of, you're already like, oh, oh yeah, no, I'm starting to see that there might be some uh, questions here that I'm really thinking. Well, but, 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 but Jesus! That's how it works. It's like, it starts out as like an innocent, like, oh, well, yeah, just, uh, oh. do you feel right? Feel like something's missing? Are you, do you need to talk to someone about the hurt? Would it be great if you had some sense of belonging? Jesus! And that's the last bit, and you're like, fucking Jesus. Trick me again, oh Jesus. Jesus Christe. Fucking tricking the savages. So I'm driving along the highway, the freeway, and I start seeing these signs. And bear in mind, this is a five-hour drive. I'm about four hours in. So it's right before Vegas. They're definitely applying the two things to go going. You going to Vegas? You needed a Jesus. Lord of the mercy. Y'all traveling out there to Vegas, the land of the sin. The land of the gambling, the land of the fornication. If you are going to Vegas, y'all need a Jesus. <laughs> like, I'm driving along and I'm fucking tired and I'm listening to podcasts. I'm trying to fucking concentrate. And then these big signs, big ass signs on the side of the highway. And it's like, blah, 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 blah. Do you feel this? And I'm sort of trying to read them a bit and I'm like losing my concentration, blah, blah, blah. And eventually as I'm getting like, Fucking 10 signs in. I start fucking the car because it's a small highway, this bit. It's like two lanes, this part of the freeway. For quite a while of it, from LA to Vegas. And I'm driving along at fucking 80 because I want to get there before it's like sundown. I don't want to be late for these shows. And then I literally start, because of the way you have to look, you will lose your position on the road somewhat. And I almost came off the fucking road as Jesus went by me. It was like, 
you know, do you feel like, boom, 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 boom. that's the wheels going over the fucking thing onto the dirt. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. And I literally see Jesus Christ written out in front of me. I'm like, that fucker is trying to kill me. God's trying to kill me, man. He's trying to get me to veer off the road through the sign that says you need Jesus Christ. I felt, I felt it. I felt like that was like Jesus had like a fucking, God had a, a fishing rod up there and he was dangling that bait. That sign was just a, was a lure, a lure on the end of my rod. And he's like, ha ah, ah, ha ah. ha. Hey, Jesus, come and look at this one. I think I've got a great, a great candidate. Let us bring him in. He's done enough down there. He's spread enough laughter and joy. He's been using too many arse towels. We had a prayer from a, <coughs> a young, a young Peruvian lady who works at the hotel has made a prayer that she would like whoever keeps leaving arse towels in the bathroom to come and join us in heaven. Let us go fishing. And he threw down his fucking rod with a lure, which was a sign. And I almost went for it. And I was like, not today, Jesus. Not today. Didn't die. Thank fortunately. Fortunately, I didn't die. Because, I mean, those comedy shows would have been difficult without the comedian. But just listen, God, Jesus, if you're listening, if you do exist, I know what you're up to. All right? I know what you're up to. And it won't work. You've got to think more outside of the box than that. God, I was fucking terrified. I honestly felt the car's wheels just go, like, that was it. I was going to go down into the ditch. And I shit my pants a little bit. And it didn't make me feel Jesus in the way I think they wanted me to. They wanted me to be like, oh my God, that was, that was God reaching out to me. He was pulling me. He was calling me in with those signs. Nah, I was like, Jesus is trying to fucking kill me. Hello, yeah, I'd write to report a crime. Um, of course, sir, what's the uh, nature of the crime that you're trying to report? Jesus is trying to kill me. That's how people end up crazy, right? Starts out as a premise like this, a comical pre premise. But then they get too into it. And then, eh, Scientology. <clears throat> you know what? There were some good things about Vegas while I was up there. God, you find so many diamonds in the rough. I fucking hate Vegas as, like, a place. Um, oh, certainly I hate the Strip, sorry. I hate, like, as a holiday location, it confuses me. Because the only thing you can do there is gamble. Or spend money and get fucked up. And I can do that here. Like, I can get fucked up here if I want, without having to spend all that money. There's nothing special there. It's all sets. It's just set design. That's all it is. Set design and shoddy fucking hotels and gross carpets filled of old people farts and cigarette smoke and puke like fucking sorority girl puke. That's what hotels in Vegas are. The microcosm of bacteria on those carpets is fucking nuts. But that's all there is. That's all it is. But... The one good thing about being out there is the diamonds in the rough you find. And by that, what I mean is smoking hot fucking chicks. Smoking hot chicks. I don't know if it applies for men as well. I wasn't really checking out the local male talent. But there were girls there. Every, like on the weekends, when the weekends hit, oh my God. Smoking hot chicks. And this is a joy. They're not like the hot chicks in fucking LA or New York 
or London because these girls are the kind of girls, they're smoking hot aesthetically, but they come from a town in the middle of butt fuck nowhere where their family or their group of friends or their college buddies go, let's go to Vegas. And that legitimately they think is going to be an exciting, cultural, beautiful trip. Now, if you think Vegas is a cultural hub of anything other than fucking Cirque du Soleil shows and puke, jizz, and urine-infested carpets, then you ain't seen the world. You haven't traveled, which most of the people there haven't. That's the furthest they've ever gone in their lives is to Vegas. And I'm talking like these girls are so fucking hot. Literally, they were the hot chick from their town and no one ever gave them the love they deserve because... People were like, I-, I don't care if you're hot. Can you rustle oxen? <laughs> you know? Like, they, they were, being smoking hot wasn't really an applicable skill in the fucking town they're from, in the middle of nowhere, somewhere in the Midwest, where cousins love cousins. <laughs> That's more the South, isn't it? It's more Alabama, I think. I fucking shit on Alabama so much on this podcast. One day I'm going to do a show there, and people are going to turn on me, Hey! What you been saying about us, man? <laughs> I'll be like, nothing. Arse towels. Let me tell you about arse towels. <laughs> but I'm telling you that this chick, this chick is so hot, she had to have come from a town where there's still a blockbuster in existence. That's how out of the way this fucking middle of nowhere, butt fuck nowhere town is. This is how fucking remote this place is that they still have a blockbuster that is open and serving the public. Like, this blockbuster was so off the fucking map, Blockbuster HQ, when they when they crumbled, completely forgot about it, and the letter never went out there. Or the postman, the guy who delivers the fucking post, USPS guy, Steve, who'd been delivering post in the town of 1,300 people, had died that weekend so the post just for a weekend just didn't get delivered and the letters that went out to the employees of that blockbuster tell them that the short the story is closing down just didn't know and they've never left that fucking blockbuster they never left that town it's like clark's it's like the movie clark's i'm not even meant to be here today dante so they didn't get the letters so this blockbuster is still they've literally had the same 10 movies in the top 10 since that date Ratatouille is still on the charts there. Die Hard 2 <laughs> is in the is in the favorites. Family favorites. Die Hard 2. Top of the charts. And there's just two guys working in this blockbuster and they just don't know. That's how fucking That's how fucking remote this town is. And this chick's in Vegas now and I'm there and I'm like, "Oh my God, every time I've gone to Vegas to go and do shows there, the last two trips, I've met smoking hot chicks who, like, come to the comedy shows, give me numbers, you know, hey, hey, if you're ever in a fucking, uh, what's your pin? <laughs> Where's that? Oh, it's a small town about seven hours drive away from fucking Michigan. Okay, cool. I'll be there never, unless they're doing a comedy show at the local Blockbuster. I'm not going to be there, babe. But they are fucking gorgeous, man. I met another chick, so gorgeous. And I was like, how do people not know how hot you are? That's the chick I want to marry. When I'm looking to marry a chick, I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to spend a month there. I'm going to talk to those girls and find the girl who she's like, yeah, I'm training to become a nurse. 
I want to do something to help people. One day I'd like to save up enough money to move out of my fucking tiny shit buttfuck nowhere town so I can move out. I'd like to be able to regularly fly to Vegas and have an arse towel. And I'll be like, babe, you're speaking to the right guy. Bring it on, baby. Savages, you've been to Vegas? You know what I'm talking about. If you've been there, you know exactly what I'm fucking talking about. Gorgeous. It's weird driving through those places as well. I, we did another trip as well. I took my buddy Terry. English Terry. English Terry. He's the most English guy ever. In, in the way he behaves, he's the most English guy ever. But in his life behavior, he's moved to LA. He's a model, male model out here. He's a very attractive guy. Like, he's the level of attracted that is frustrating for me to go out with him because I consider myself like an LA6. If I dole myself up, maybe a seven, maybe a seven and a half. I wear a really nice outfit. I'm looking good that day. My hair's on point. But Terry, he's a fucking, he's, an, he's, he's a 10, man. So handsome. I talked about him on a previous podcast. I told you, he's the kind of handsome that when we go to our gym, Gold Hollywood, when we go down there to train, he gets eye fucked nonstop. All the gay guys are just like, they start making gremlin sounds in the showers, just because they're just fucking painting the wall with wallpaper paste. When they see him in the sauna, he's so hot. We drive down to, um, drive down, we drove up. Took us 11 hours to drive to Southern Oregon, just over the border, state border. Oh, sorry, state lines. I just dropped hot tea on my leg. Fuck! I'm a tough guy. I can get through it. <sighs> yeah. We drove 11 hours. 11 hours, man. That's a good test of friendship. 11 hours there. We stayed around for that night, the following day, that night, and then we came back the Sunday morning. We left on the Friday morning, 11 hours to get down there, and left on Sunday morning, 11 hours to get back. That's a great test of friendship. And we survived it. We survived it. Like, you know, you, you, talk, you end up talking about shit that you would never normally talk about on a drive like that. You listen to stuff together. You listen to some music. You dance. We sang the entire Tenacious D first album together. It brought back so many memories. It was so fucking beautiful. Loved it. Loved it. And on the way back, he was ill. I'll get to that later. But we're driving through all these buttfuck nowhere towns. And Terry is so British. He's very British in the sense of like, when it comes to finances, he's very British. He's like, well, you know, mate, you got to get a bit safe. He's, he's an adult. I don't know why I say British. He's an adult, ladies and gentlemen. He's tight with his money and he's saving it. And he knows that, you know, you've got to save some fucking cash. He's like, well, you know what I mean, mate? Well, we fucking got to put a bit of money away. Do you know what I mean? Ooh, ooh, can't get that, mate. Coffee, $5. Fuck that. I can get that for $2 at a gas station. He's like so fucking pen pinches the pennies. But that's why... He's got savings, and uh, I've got a tax bill. <laughs> He's like literally living life like a grown-up in the right way as it should be, and I'm down on that for him. How dare you have some kind of adult behavior with your attitude towards finances and savings? Very British, though. And he's driving through these towns, and all he can keep saying is like, "Oh fuck, mate! Imagine living out here. Imagine living out here. Imagine living out here in this town. Imagine living in this town. Imagine." How fucking big the home would be out here you could buy. I'm like, yeah, but look around, dude. There's nothing here. You literally, there's like a fucking trailer park, an old bar that looks like you'd get AIDS just by stepping inside of it. 
maybe a fucking bank and then some shitty gas station. That's it. That's all there is here. There's four things here. You would kill yourself, dude. You, he's like, no, no, no. But imagine you were, imagine like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. You would kill yourself. You'd never meet anyone that you could really, how are you going to meet friends? How are you going to meet a woman? No, no, no. But mate, imagine you come down here with the money and you just live down here. Look, you could have a really big house. Like, fuck it. Yeah. You could have a really big house in which you would kill yourself. It's like how, nah. That's why you only ever see five to 10 buildings in these towns because people built a few houses and everyone killed themselves from boredom or got so bored they became murderers and killed each other. Every single one of these fucking making of a murderer. Uh, fucking uh, America's most wanted. Uh, they're all fucking lunatics from Little Town. Yeah, <laughs> just fucking little gremlin towns that's how it works man and he's going nah man oh i'd love to be out here i'm like all right dude just buy a house out here go ahead buy a fucking house out here and guess what i'll try and pick up every time you call i'll try but on the day i don't don't put that on me if that's the day you're thinking about fucking ending it and you can't get through because guess what i'm at the cinema or I'm getting a burger, or I'm going for a walk in a park, and you are in the middle of a dusty desert town with 17 other people trying not to fucking kill yourself. <coughs> <coughs> Jerking off on the inside of your own curtains. <laughs> so fucking weird, man. Who chooses to live in the middle of fucking nowhere? I'm, not, I'm talking remote, dudes. Like, remote. You, you, savages, think about the most small fucking town you've ever been to in your life. And then make it ten times smaller. There were places there that are literally four or five mobile homes with about... They all have about 12 burnt-out cars outside of it. Smashed-up, burnt-out trucks. Never cars, trucks. Burn out, no wheels on them, propped up on bricks. There's always about 12 of those outside each of these trailer homes. And then you've got like a gas station with one guy who's a mechanic, gas station attendant, local judge, sheriff, dances at the local strip joint. And that's it. That's all there is there. How do you not want to fucking kill yourself? I saw her, when we were driving up there, I saw the single most, it made me so fucking angry. I, whenever I see someone on their phone, when they're driving, like looking at their phone, legitimately driving along with any kind of pace, looking at the phone, because I ride a motorcycle, I get really angry when I see that. Really, like, enraged. So angry. And... I, um, I'll toot at them and go, hang up your fucking phone. Put it down. You're driving. Bam, 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 bam. Like, don't be a cunt. You're going to kill someone. You're going to kill someone, you fucking selfish piece of shit. Put down your fucking phone. But we were driving up there and we're on the motorway, on the freeway, and we look over to the left. And I, I'm, I say to Terry, I go, is that guy on his fucking phone like that? And we're driving up behind this Toyota Prius going 85 miles an hour. 90 miles an hour 
and we drive up alongside this guy and it's a young asian dude right chinese japanese maybe 25 years old and we pull up alongside this guy and he's looking he's got his left hand up right hands on the steering wheel left hand is up just to the up and left of the steering wheel and he's holding a fucking kindle a kindle he's reading a book on the fucking motorway dudes i was like okay what the fuck are you doing why are you doing who taught you how to drive my god you fucking idiot i swear to god i could feel jesus calling to me again come back to me my son i wanted to just slam the car into him i really wanted i thought like, like you you gotta die you gotta die you know when you hear about what they what they call the uh, darwin awards for the most dumb deaths that guy deserves to fucking die a Darwin death award. I don't want anyone else to be hurt. I want a raccoon to run out in the middle of the road and he like briefly looks up from his copy of, I don't know, fucking John Grisham and sees a raccoon and cra crash dead. Dead. Now, there you go. Now you're in heaven. Hey, you might be a Buddhist. You reincarnate. You reincarnate as a raccoon. <laughs> but whatever. You're in the other, you're in the celestial plane now. You can read all your light, bro. You got all the time in the world, bro. You fucking idiot. You, f oh my God. I was so angry. I couldn't even toot. I couldn't even like, beep. I couldn't even do it because I was so angry. And I was just like, you know what? With other people, if you give them a little beep, beep, hey, put your phone down. You're in the car. They'll be like, oh, sorry, a little bit embarrassed. Or they'll tell you to go fuck yourself. Whatever. You make the point. And after they told you to go fuck yourself, they probably think about it and go, actually, that guy's kind of right. You know, I shouldn't be on my phone. I could have died or I could have hurt someone else. Blah, blah, blah. This guy, I didn't even beep because I was like, you know what? Good. Good. Keep reading, motherfucker. Keep reading. Keep reading. And and one day, you're going to crash your car. Good. Some of you might think that's a little harsh. This is a savage snowflake podcast. Your savages, good. Good. Keep reading your Kindle. You fucking moron. You're like, some people, you're just like, ah, that, that, ah, that kid deserves to die. That kid deserves to die. You know when you see like a dumb fucking college kid like do a keg stand and then jump off a bridge and do a backflip and land awkwardly and you're like, good. 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 Yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's how, that's how you should become a paraplegic. You dumb fucking idiot. Reading a Kindle, driving at 85, 90 miles on the fucking frick. Good. Keep reading. I just fucking powered it. I floored it to get beyond him and then came back to cruising speed and I was like, I hope we hear, I hope we hear skinning tires. Good. Fucking idiots. <coughs> There's more of these idiots out there than you think. Oh, my throat's hurting so much. I got this fucking immune booster shot. I don't feel like my immune system has been boosted one iota. $55, guys. If I don't wake up tomorrow feeling normal again, like healthy, I'm going to go back down there with an ass towel <laughs> and throw it at their window.
Hey, uh, here's the thing I learned. In Oregon, you're not allowed to fill up your own gas. That's still a thing. In the state of Oregon, you're not allowed to fill up your own gas tank at a gas station. They have to do it. You get 150, 150, what did I write down? $150 ticket if you fill up your own gas tank. Get caught doing that. $150, fine. If you want to fill up your own gas tank. And I was like, this is outdated. This is dumb as fuck. Is this just a money-making thing? Is this because there's no jobs in Oregon? So they have to get people to be gas station attendants, pump attendants? Is that what it is? I, I don't understand that this is dumb. And we asked one of the guys, yo, what's the uh, what's the deal with the gas pumping situation? Why, we, why can't we do this ourselves? You know, I'm a fucking 34-year-old man. Pretty certain I can do this. And one of the guys was like, he was like, well, that's because um, a while ago there was a young girl and she was at a gas station. She was filling up her gas station and um, she had a cigarette or something like that and it caught the fumes alight and then her car exploded and it blew up the gas station and it killed her and a couple of other people. And so, turns out, the girl who fucking, well, I'll get to how fucking dumb she is. She's on Kindle driving level. The girl, it turns out she was the daughter of a senator, state senator. So they passed, he passed as a senator of that state or whatever. He passed, or as one of the lawmakers of that state. Could have been like the county, uh, the county fucking uh, judge, or he was a senator. I think it was a senator, the guy said. His daughter blew herself up at a gas station. So they changed the law for the entire state that you have to let someone else fill up your gas gas tank when you get into a gas station. What? 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 You're punishing everyone in the state of Oregon because you were a fucking shit dad. If you If your kid is dumb enough to have a lit cigarette in a fucking gas station when she's filling up her gas gas pump. Guess what? You fucking failed. You failed. You failed as a parent. <laughs> and you're gonna punish everyone. How? Un imagine if that happened in any other thing. Imagine if that happened with any other. T imagine if that happened all the way through that child's life. You know? Oh God. She uh. She had a. She actually uh. She got punched, or she punched someone on the playground. When she was seven, so now uh, all children at at kindergarten have to wear small, soft mittens, padded mittens, so they can't hurt each other. Because I mean, because she did it. Oh, um, okay. All women now have to wear chastity belts because my daughter had sex at fourteen. So uh, now all children under the age of sixteen or eighteen, whatever the legal age is in Oregon, have to wear chastity belts. You can't punish your entire state because you suck at being a dad. Ludicrous. L like, she's on Kindle level. She was the fucking 1980s or 1990s of Kindles. Kindle kids. Fucking idiot. America never ceases to amaze me. America never ceases to amaze me with the lunacy. There's so much crazy in this country. And I fucking love it. I love it because when I discover it, as long as I'm not on the wrong side of those laws, 
I don't want to fucking get out of my car to fill up my gas station and go, oh, here's, here's a ticket for 150. What? What? Bro, I'm, I'm not from here. Dude. Well, sorry, that's state law. As long as I don't get fucking charged because then I lose my shit. I love the lunacy. I love it. Crazy. Absolutely fucking mental. So much weird shit. Man, Salem witch trials. Fucking puritanical organized religion in this country. Kindle drivers. Gas pump blower uppers. State Senate. Let's make everyone sit in their cars and get the gas filled by someone else. Idiots. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. I love it. There's so much crazy. That's what I should do. The crazy tour of America. I'd love to do a crazy tour where all the weirdest fucking stories or state laws or county fucking events based around crazy shit. I guarantee there's a town in the south of the US that every year everyone has to dress their pigs if they're livestock, if they're pig owners or, you know, pig farmers. They have to dress all their pigs in little booties to, to honor the pig from 1673 who saved a child from a coyote. <laughs> and he, he was called Little Boots. And as an honor of that, every year at the state fair, they fucking dress their pigs up in boots. That could be a thing. 100% could be a thing. Crazy. They honor crazy in this country. I fucking love it. I love you, America. You're mental. Absolutely fucking. You're like, you're, America is like that fucking crazy girlfriend that is mm, so good in bed, like so unique and, and interesting and intriguing and fucking shocking in some ways. But the sex is so good. Even, you, even though you know at the core of it, she's fucking mental. And you don't want to go back to her. And you're like, oh, shouldn't she hit me up for a boot? Oh, I really shouldn't because she's... But then you go, but that crazy fucking sex, though. That's America. Crazy ex-girlfriend that you can't help but go back and fuck. She's fucking you. She's fucking you with her crazy. America's fucking you. I'm not in control of it. She's fucking me with her crazy. Isn't that crazy? I um, I mentioned how beautiful Terry is earlier on because we we went on a night out on the Saturday night, and um, we were just gonna go and have a few drinks. We were like, we want to go down to the local drink place, right? My buddy who ha who had me down there, Jimmy, and his wife Rebecca, lovely people, really sweet. I met them online. I met them gaming. I met him playing video games with him online, and he owns he owns a weed farm. In Oregon, so we went down there to check out his weed farm, and uh, boy, oh boy, it's amazing. If you remember that first moment where Willy Wonka opens up the chocolate factory and the kids and their parents come in, and he takes you in, come with me and you'll see heard a world of pure imagination. La da da, la da da, la la la, la 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 la. And they're walking around, there's like chocolate fountains and Oompa Loompas just fucking beasting each other in a corner over a lollipop and gumdrops raining down. That's what it was like for me going onto this weed farm. My friend Jimmy's like, come with me and you'll see 
So many buds for you to smoke. THC, CBD, get some in your lungs. It was fucking magical. He gave me, he gave me, gave me some purple tangy. This shit doesn't even, you can't buy it anywhere. It's a hybrid he made that he'll never grow again because the yield was lower than it should be. But the bud's so fucking good. It tastes so good. Oh my God. So much, so much marijuana. It was so beautiful. And you're walking around just touching the plants, just rubbing the buds, all the sticky like fucking cannabinoids just coming onto my skin. I'm getting high just from the contact. Oh, I was licking my hands. We rode ATVs in the woods. It was so beautifully redneck. My buddy was like, oh man, it's pretty redneck around here. He said, I just warn you, it's pretty redneck. We're going to do some redneck shit. I'm like, dude, I'm all about that. Let's get, let's redneck it up. As long as it doesn't, as long as there's not going to be any guy who appears with a banjo, like, squeal like a pig boy. As long as that doesn't happen to me, I don't want to get my ass fucked, but I'm down for the redneck. So on the Saturday night, he goes, all right, we're going to meet up with some friends of ours. They used to live opposite us. So we go to these, these friends of theirs who are really sweet people, but redneck as shit. It's awesome. We go to their house. We go, we're going to have a few pre-drinks at their house. We're like, all right, cool. Let's go pick them up. So we drive in their truck down to their, the other people's house. We get, to the, we get to the house and it's a mobile home. It's one of these like trailer houses and we get inside. And when we first walk through the door, the first thing I see is empty cans of beer and they had to be about 40 upside down cans of beer but they'd all drained out they were empties in one of the sinks it's got these two sinks next to each other one sink one washing up area whatever waste disposal thing and there's all the 40 cans of beer just upside down empty that have clearly been drunk cheap fucking beer love it love it real redneck beer and the guy i'm like we meet the guy and his wife and their son, who's 14, who's a, he's a, he couldn't, he couldn't have had a more redneck dream. I loved it. He's like, I'm a, I'm a dirt bike rider. I'm going to be a dirt bike rider. And this kid's got like a, a, a mustache that's just like, he looks like the kid. Remember when uh, Christopher Mintz Platts from Superbad, you know, the one who, McLovin? He looks like McLovin. And he's got his tiny little, tiny little drawn on mustache, basically. And he's like, yeah, yeah I'm, I can't wait. I'm going to be a BMX driver. Yeah. I'm like, fucking hell, this kid is adorable. Adorable. And he might be the best BMX rider in the fucking world. I don't know. I ain't never seen him do it. But I, I guarantee this kid is fearless. Like, throwing himself off hills. This is what I'm saying. This kid is like, I need to put the fucking, inject some excitement into my life. And this is how I'm going to do it. Throwing myself 50 feet in the air. And he's like, yeah, I really just love BMX. Anyway, the mum and dad give him some weed. This kid's 40 and they're smoking weed with him. He's like, all right, cool. And then he fucks off. And the mum and dad are really sweet people. The dad's like proper, he's proper redneck. They're all redneck. They're super redneck. They're super redneck. That's okay to say. I don't think they'd even be upset hearing that. But they're sweet, good people. So at first they're a bit wary, especially the daddy's a bit like, hey, what's going on, man? I don't know, yeah. And I'm like, oh, what have you, you guys been up to today? And he's like, we've been drinking. I'm like, I can, I can fucking see that, bro. 40 empty cans in the sink. Like, who drank all of those? This guy's not, not even buzzed. Not even buzzed. His wife's like sober as fuck. The kid's like high. About to go and throw himself off a fucking mound somewhere. 500 miles an hour. And we go down to, a, to the local bar. And it was beautiful. You could see the level of redneck because when we get down to the bar, they're like, all right, it's a $10 cover. And the guy, 
the guy, the redneck guy and his wife, don't even, he doesn't even say a word. He doesn't even go like, oh, really, $10? We can't maybe do a little group thing or anything. He literally just, they go, yeah, it's a $10 cover tonight. This was Halloween night. It's a $10 cover or Halloween party. It's a $10 cover tonight. $10 cover tonight on the door. And the guy just, the guy just, he just looks the guy straight in the face. The guy who just asked for $10 on the, on the door. He just looks him straight in the face and just goes, <sighs> and turns and just walks away. <laughs> and we're like, no, 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 it's all right. We got you, we got you, we got you. So my friends who we're staying with end up, you know, they go, no, it's all right, we'll get you too. Here you go. Boom, they throw 20 bucks. They're sweet, great people. And we're like, no, nah, come on, man, let's go and check it out. Let's go. He's like, 10 bucks though. And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, it's all right, come on, let's go check it out. And that's okay. That's a money thing. Being careful with your money. Hey, I respect that. I respect that. I need to respect that. I need to do more of that. But I love how he's like, $10. The notion of paying money to get into a venue was so disgusting to him. He was like, I can't even speak or I'm going to fucking, I'm going to burst into flames right now. <laughs> I felt like he was going to spontaneously combust. He was just like, <sighs> like he was letting off the steam of the anger and he just walked away. It was so great. Anyway, so we go inside the bar. We have a few drinks. And all of a sudden, Terry... I don't know what's going on. I'm pretty fucking high by this point. I've been smoking a lot of fucking, a lot of distillate. Savages, I don't mind telling you. I was high as fucking balls. High as balls all day, every day. I've been riding ATVs. We went to a beautiful restaurant and did like a nice little beer tasting. It had burgers. Don't get me wrong. This town had some really fun things in it. It had, it had nice stuff in it. It wasn't like a hick town, but it was a small town with quite a lot of redneck values. But they're kind of like, they're like Oregon rednecks. So they're like cowboys, cowboys who are weed farmers. Does that make sense? That's what my buddy described it as. He goes, yeah, you get cowboys around here, but they're all like weed farmers. So they're all like chill and like positive and kind people, you know? But we go into this bar and oh my God, whoo, there was not a lot of talent to choose from, ladies and gentlemen, for the ladies on the dance floor. I'm high as balls anyway. I was useless if any woman dad liked me. I chatted to a couple of girls, I think. I did a little bit of, there was line dancing, organized line dancing going on to, to just other music. They were just line dancing to completely the wrong music. It wasn't even country music. And they're line dancing to fucking, I don't know, <laughs> Darude. <laughs> Darude Sandstorm is playing and they're still like line dancing. And here we go. <laughs> oh yeah, line dancing up. Come on now. Fucking beautiful. At some point, the bouncer, who was so sweet, Comes over and taps me on the shoulder. He's like, he's like, yo, 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 dude. Um, did you come in here with, with another English guy? Are you here with a, another buddy? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, yeah, I'm sorry, man. I had to like escort him out the back door because he was just, he was throwing up everywhere in the toilet. I'm like, what? Terry, bear in mind, like an hour before that was absolutely fine. So I go, yeah, yeah, of course, man. I'll come with you. Let me come and see what's going on. So I walk out the door and Terry's like standing there and he's, Terry's fucked, not drunk. Terry is like, his eyes are rolling into the back of his head. He's like swaying and he's like, and I'm like, bro, you're right. And I start rubbing his back and he fucking pukes a bit more. He just, it's just throwing up spit at this point. And the doorman's like, yo, can you move him away, man? I'm like, dude, where do you want me to move him? There's only a wall here he can sit on. I don't know. He can't walk like look at him and he's like oh fuck because like girls are coming up to the door to try and get in that way and stuff and he's like oh sorry ladies maybe use the other door and in the end my buddy jimmy comes out and i'm like i think he's been spiked i think he's been spiked man because there's no way this is alcohol there's no way he's this drunk in the space of one hour like you don't go from from 
yeah, I'm like, I've had two drinks to I am violently throwing up everywhere in the toilet. Apparently, he just covered the fucking toilet. Like one of the cubicles, he puked everywhere. You don't do that if you're a little boozy after an hour of drinking. That just doesn't happen. So we're like, oh my God, I think he's been spiked. He said his drink spiked. And I'm looking at Terry. We pile him into the truck. Jimmy's like, I'll drive him home. And we bought these cowboy hats. I got a Stetson. I bought like an $80 Stetson. I wanted a fucking Stetson, man. I wanted a beautiful cowboy hat. I've been wearing it. It's a bold fashion choice, but I've been wearing it. I love it. He bought a smaller one for like 40 bucks. Like a smaller hat. It wasn't a Stetson, but it was that kind of size, that kind of style. And he gets in the truck and he grabs his hat and he just puts it in front of his face. And he starts spitting into it. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, Jimmy, are you all right? And he goes, yeah, man, I'll just take him home. I'll drop him back. Stick a bucket by the bed. I'll come back out. I'm like, all right, bro. And he drives away. And I'm thinking to myself, beautiful Terry. Beautiful, beautiful Terry. You got, you got roofied in a club. And that's your fault for being an LA 10 in Oregon. too beautiful boy you're too fucking beautiful man you're too handsome you walked into that bar and someone in that bar went oh yeah oh yeah i think i got me a pretty one here ding 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 oh yeah you're gonna squeal like a piggy when i take you out here I shouldn't laugh because bless it's not nice I've been I've been I've had my drink spiked twice in my life and it's fucked up depending on what's in there it can really fuck you up the times it happened to me really bad I think once someone put like liquid GHB in my drink and I and I, I was like I am glad my friends found me because I was unable to walk I was all over the shot and I was fucked for hours and so ill so sick Terry seemed a little bit more mild than that but he'd definitely been drugged I was like so what's gonna happen, bro? You're too beautiful. Should be in LA6 like me. And then you wouldn't have this trouble. Old Savage Cheeks wins again by not being hot enough to be drugged by a closet homosexual in a cowboy redneck town. <laughs> anyway, that was our Oregon trip, man. It was fun. We had a good time. Oh, yeah, so I ended up driving eight of the 11 hours back because he just couldn't drive. He was so sick. And that's real friendship, guys. You're my real friends as well. I'm going to wrap it there. Just over an hour. Guys, honestly, um, the success of this podcast, those numbers that I got to see of how it's building so fast is entirely down to you. You know? Uh, I know that I had maybe a pre-existing audience of a, a few hundred people who are excited about the podcast and stuff. I know I've got a few thousand kind of uh, fans, I guess, of comedy and of the TV shows that I used to do and that kind of stuff and all the stuff that I'm starting to do now in America um, uh, and also my live stand-up. But honestly, the, the success of a podcast is entirely down to you guys. Um, by sharing it, telling your friends, getting clips, maybe finding your favorite episode. Pick out your favorite episodes and let your friends know about it. Um, I will only see this podcast increasing in numbers and continuing to succeed if you guys are part of that process. So, Savages, I respectfully thank you for your support and also ask, if you love it, if you love what we're doing here, if you love the interviews and also the solo episodes, do me a favor. It's twice a week. I'm doing this completely free. Um, 
No money coming in so far. You know, the sponsorship thus far has just been down to uh, giving away a couple of free units, giving away some free bonus tech stuff. Um, so per- perhaps think about going to patreon.com slash Savage Snowflake. Honestly, you can donate as little as $1 a month. Five bucks a month. That would be really nice. Uh, imagine if out of the... It says that we have now, what, about... 14,000 unique listeners around the world who, are, who have listened to episodes. If every single one of those 14,000 people gave $1 a month, I mean, I'd be, I'd be making fucking bank. Bankily bank. I'd be making bank. Can you imagine that? $14,000 a month, $1 each, that costume. That would be amazing. Um, Patreon.com forward slash Savage Snowflake. But if you can't give any money, because I know a lot of you are students, or maybe you're young enough not to have a job, or maybe you're in between jobs, or maybe you just like... You're just struggling right now. Maybe, you you know, you've got to count the pennies like I do. I feel that. So um, it doesn't matter. If you can't donate, don't worry about it. But do me a favor. If you really do love this podcast, if you're enjoying it, tell your friends about it. Pick your favorite episode. Maybe take some of those clips I post on social media and up online and, uh, and say, hey, guys, just check out this thing. I really enjoy it. It's a funny podcast and there's always something different going on on it. I'd really appreciate that. Also, make sure to uh, drop me a little follow on social media at Jeff Leach on Instagram, on Twitter, of course. Um, I do a lot of live content as well, gaming content. So if you're a video game enthusiast, as I am, make sure to check out the live streams on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com slash Jeff Leach TV. That's Jeff Leach TV. And uh, click subscribe because we put all of these episodes up as video episodes now on YouTube as well. I don't know why I keep saying we. I try and make it sound like it's a bigger organization than just me. I record it. I book it. I post it, I edit it, and I upload it. <laughs> so it's, it's me. I upload these now every time to uh, YouTube. So make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit that little notification bell next to the subscribe button. There's a little bell. Click it, and it will just give you a little notification when you log on to YouTube. It'll go bing, and it'll go, oh, there you go. there's another video from Jeff. So you can check it out. Also, live shows. Um, oh, fuck me. Sorry. Just smacked my microphone. Live shows. I've got, uh, I'm going to be performing at the Comedy Store on the 21st of November, that's in two days' time. I'm going to put this episode up right now. 21st of November, I'll be at the Comedy Store performing at 10pm in the Belly Room. It's a show called Ride or Die. Check the website, comedystore.com, I think. Just Google Comedy Store. Um, And then I'm going to New York City again um, to record another one of those episodes or try and get on another one of those episodes of... This Week at the Comedy Cellar by Comedy Central. It's a brand new Comedy Central show that's blowing up. Um, I've done it twice. They cut my jokes out last minute, twice. Last time it was because Pete Davidson upset that state representative who was running for, I guess, governor or something um, by making fun of him for having an eye patch, even though he's a war vet. So thanks for that, Pete Davidson. I guess now he can claim that he's screwed Ariana Grande and Jeff Leach. Um, But yeah, so I didn't appear in the last two. They might use a clip in future episodes that I did previously, but I doubt it. So I'm going to be recording another one of those. That's going to be on December the... December the 4th. I'll be at the Comedy Cellar performing on that. So you can get tickets from that right now at Comedy Cellar... Uh, sorry, ComedyCellar.com. Um, it's going to be at the Village Underground venue because they do it in the bigger venue to record it. So go to ComedyCellar.com, find the Village Underground venue on December the 4th. I'll be performing there. Um... Yes, it's the late show. I'll always be on the late show because that's where she puts me. I think it's like 10.30 p.m. or something, that show. 
And uh, December 1st, I'll be at Old Man Hustle uh, back in New York City. I'm going to be performing at the Rockwood Music Hall on December 3rd in New York City. I'll book a few more extra shows as well. I got gigs here in LA. I got Vegas coming up in January again, a whole week, um, January 14th onwards, which again, you can book at ComedyCellar.com. But yeah, that's it. I love you guys. Thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, thank you very much for your support. You're savage. And that's how I like you. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll see you next time. Bye, savages. Goodbye.